0: i just get old school
1: gel but and there's nothing wrong with with gel either bro you know like if that's what works for you then that's awesome but i mean i just got super into pomade and got stoked you know? educate
0: me tell me tell me what the difference is let's start, start off with some hair talk i was gonna ask you anyway
1: i will man yeah for sure so the difference between pomade and gel is that pomade can like gel's gonna go in soft and then set really hard but with pomades you have a wide variety of different options so we actually do two different pomades we do one that's our premium pomade and it holds like wax but it goes in like wax but it holds like gel it's, it's a cool kind of like mixture of different products October. Yeah, yeah the, the scent is really awesome it's can offer more of a texturizing aspect than than gel can. And then our matte pomade is like, for anyone that wants more of a natural look, they want to style their hair, but they don't want it to look, don't want it to look like they have product in it, yeah. And then we have a beard oil as well. But yeah, it's 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 a completely different type of product. You'll see when you use it. Awesome, man, I appreciate
0: it. Thank you very much. And how cool is this? The first ever, first annual inaugural Disrupt Fest.
1: Yeah, man, here we are.
0: Is this one gonna stick around? Because I'm tired of losing festivals. We had the board, we had the Mayhem, we had the Ozfest, we had Takes the Chaos, and like I feel like they're all going away. I'm fingers crossed this one's gonna stick around for a while.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it just always comes down to people supporting it. You know, like this tour has been really fun and I think that as long as people keep coming out and more and more people keep coming, um, I think that it'll give them a reason to keep doing it. I hope
0: so, man, because I think it's so important to have these festivals where you go for one or two bands and then you discover so many more. Totally feel like that's losing out on that. If we don't have festivals, and we don't have that ability.
1: It's an incredible way to discover bands, yeah. Yeah. I
0: miss that. So, fingers crossed this is going well. Is there anyone on the tour for yourself that you're like, ooh, I can't wait to see them or hang with them or that dude owes me five bucks. Like, <laughs> anyone on the tour?
1: Man, I don't think that realistically we would ever have the opportunity to tour with Thrice in a club setting. And so, it was a huge honor for us to be out here on the tour with them, you know? The way that they tour, they, they package their tours and everything, I just don't know if we would ever fit the mold. And we've all been big fans for a long time so it's a huge honor and we've done Warped with the used before but this is just like a whole different ball game they've got such rad production and just being out here with them is really awesome as well so they're a great band there's a lot of great bands out here man
0: yeah it's really cool i like that it. it's kind of immersing with the Warped tour on dates yeah it's solo dates and yeah we're
1: playing work tomorrow
0: yeah cool. i can't believe so can get our own Warp tour.
1: Oh, I know, man. I thought for sure Pomona we would have that day, you know. Dude, I think tomorrow might be the last ever of ever, all time, ever. bro. I think it really is. Well, maybe
0: disrupt it, right? Yeah. Just going, keep this party rolling. Let's hope, man. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about broken. I was a little a little taken back, to be honest. I was like listening, of course, follow you on the social medias and stuff, and I'm I'm listening to like you and me, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> oh, this isn't autobiographical, is it? Like, yeah, no. right.
1: So it, was there kind of a, a concept behind totally. broken this time around? I've written a lot of songs autobiographically and I've written a lot of songs about people that I've observed and situations that I feel like make for great songs just as outlets for people, you know? I believe that all human beings are broken in one way or another, you know? And I think that music is an incredible outlet to just soothe that and to understand yourself better. I've listened to songs where I felt like they were written specifically about me and heard singers write things in a way where I felt like they were saying something that I never knew how to verbalize. and I just wanted to write a record that was full of songs for broken people you know I wanted people to be like man these are this is this is not necessarily like the happiest sounding song but it's offering me peace because it's making me realize that I'm not alone in this that someone else understands what I'm going through you know so just anthems for the broken okay so there
0: was kind of a, a concept behind
1: absolutely it. yeah absolutely. I love it
0: man it's funny uh, the old me it's kind of come into the vernacular. My wife said it the other day. To say it again, I said, tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, curious That's about awesome. kind, of the, kind of the inspiration behind that tune. Was it like weight loss or what, what was the old you you were trying to get back to?
1: Man, the old me. So that song is like very specifically about my struggle with anxiety and depression. I think that when you're fighting anxiety and when you're fighting depression, it can literally feel like a battle between good and evil. You know, like you, you know who you were leading up to the moment when you started struggling with those symptoms and you have no idea who who this new person is being crushed under the weight of all these different feelings that you don't understand, you don't know where they're coming from. And it really makes you feel like two different people. And through the worst of my anxiety, one thing that I really wanted was to get back to being the person that could live so carefree and just enjoy life without worrying when I was going to be crushed by a panic attack or when I was going to be so dark and deep into a hole of depression that I didn't think I was going to claw my way out. And so, just wanting to get back to that person, you know? But I think there's also kind of beauty in the tragedy there, and this song kind of talks about that a little bit. Just, I think that anxiety made me a stronger person. It made me understand myself better, and it also made me understand what other people go through better. And since then, I've been able to walk through seasons of anxiety with some of my closest friends and family, and it's been a huge blessing. So. Yeah,
0: and a fun video to make it.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Beat myself up. I was like, dude, I never thought I'd have a stunt double. That's so sick. <laughs> but Yeah, I got to beat the crap out of myself, so that was pretty awesome.
0: Like Jim Carrey and like liar, liar. Yeah, in
1: yeah. my own ass. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> no, dude, it was it was cool. That shoot was like really, really tough. Did it overnight, and we actually the special effects makeup artist. Her name's Chloe sins She's actually here today at, at the show, so we got Who's to see that? her as well. Well,
0: Fly right? Did you get to drive? Was that yours,
1: bro? I don't know where. That they got that thing, dude. No, I definitely—it's definitely not my car. And
0: it looked like believable. I was like, "Oh, man, he's had a pimp car." Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mentioned it earlier before we started rolling, and of course, I was going to talk about it, and of course, it has to be on the anniversary. But dude, the fan cover is is sick, man. I love. Thank the you Lincoln so Park much, cover. man. And we had talked about a little bit about Chester before, but you know, I wanted to ask you specifically about Chester. Do you remember who, what, when, where, how, why the first time you heard Lincoln Park? Yeah, man.
1: I think I was rolling around. My brother got like his first car when he was sixteen. And We were rolling around it and he's like, dude, have you heard this new Van Lincoln Park? It's not their first record. And I was like, no, he showed it to me. It's so revolutionary, dude. You know what I mean? Like, they really did. I think that Chester is, honest to God, like the godfather of metalcore vocals. Like, he was at least the first person to bring this style of vocal into mainstream music. And like make it enjoyable for people all over the world, you know? Like, no matter where you come from, if you like hip hop, you like rock, you like pop or whatever, it's like, Lincoln Park fit all those molds, yeah. you know? And so, I think that they made a huge impact for music, and uh, I don't think that our scene of music would be the same without them. Do
0: you remember the first song you heard? Was
1: it, was it uh, One Step Closer? Bro, this was so long ago, I definitely can't remember the song. I just remember my brother being like, they're called Lincoln Park. I was like, no way, yeah. But it's, you know, it's been a so long So how did,
0: how did the opportunity to record Frank come up? How did that come up? So
1: there's this magazine in the UK called Rock Sound and they were doing this uh, compilation called Worship and Tributes. And they asked us if we wanted to do a cover. And we rarely do covers, man. I mean, like we've done like one every few years or whatever. And we're just like, you know, what's what's something that we can do that's just not about us just covering a song? You know, like, can we make a song that's about honoring that band, you know? And we talked about doing a bunch of different stuff. They've always wanted to do like, it's like quirky stuff. Like, you know, The Power of Love by Huey Lewis. Oh, I, I love Huey Lewis. Yeah, man. Like I think that would be so sick, but I don't want to just go and do like a Taylor Swift song. You know what I mean? So it's like, I was so stoked to have the opportunity to recreate that song and not necessarily put our spin on it because that song didn't need that. It was pretty true. But for us to just, to do it as a thank you for what that band did for us.
0: Was there any any discussion? I mean, did you go through other tracks or was it like, dude, it's gotta be famous? It was fame
1: from from the jump.
0: Yeah. It was fame from the jump. Your your decision? Yeah. You know, one thing I read about you that was kind of interesting and true, and I never know what you read on the internet. Your father was a pastor. He was, yeah. I imagine that helps a lot with you commanding a sage.
1: yeah maybe um, I definitely grew up watching him preach and he's definitely a very big personality so I think I got some of those aspects of his of his personality and I've never thought about that bro that's a really cool thing to think about I guess I do I do owe some of that to him yeah because
0: you hear, hear comedians talk about that like I think uh, Arsenio Hall oh, I heard him on an interview his dad was a preacher so like, yeah yeah oh, it
1: makes sense. totally yeah
0: you know that you would have that commanding voice and that
1: yeah and I think that just like the enthusiasm as well like comes across in, in my personality and helps definitely on on stage as well yeah i think a lot of stage is confidence man and repetition my confidence is not rooted in like having some ability to sing well or whatever it's like dude i'm a very mediocre singer like ask anyone who's ever like done a record of ours or mixed us live we're sitting next to my friend house guy right now but like i'm not some you know like american idol right (laughs) so it's like what my confidence stems from is the way that i was raised man i mean like my dad and my mom were so over the top supportive of everything that i did that even my failures felt like successes and they didn't
0: balk at the rock and roll dream at all they
1: were like what kind of genre is this kind of thing? But I mean, within a couple of years of me pursuing it, that's like, we were their favorite band. I owe a lot, a lot of my confidence to my parents, for sure.
0: That's great, man, because it, it, it's interesting how... You know, obviously can work out either way. Like, oh yeah, I kind of came on the other side of the coin. My mom was like, "Don't pursue radio, it's sure like one in a million and that that's what drove me. Sure, yeah, sure. So it, it's kind of kind of interesting how both sides of the coin can get to the same totally place, kind of. Absolutely,
1: man. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Where's she at on that these days?
0: Oh, she's all happy about it now, but, yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, like she was kind of it was drum playing drums and and being a DJ, and she was like, ah, you know, go to school. and yeah. rightfully so. She wanted me to study and go to college. That's the thing, I, man.
1: I've like. I, people always ask me they're just like my parents don't support the kind of music I wanna pursue. What do I do? And I'm just like, don't blame them, dude. It's like, we're gonna hate whatever our kids are listening to as well. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the, the reality of it. It's like, things change and like, pop culture is like moving so quickly. It's like, I would never in a million years expect my grandparents to like show up, rock horns up, just like, yeah, Maddie, you know? And it's like, there's no way, dude.
0: Sticking along to the old. You people. know? So
1: just, I mean, like, stay in your lane, dude, and like, be stoked about what you've got, but don't expect everyone else to understand it, you know?
0: Yeah, last thing for you, man. Last time I saw you, on the Atreyu tour. Yeah man. And they're out here again, obviously old friends, but looking back on that tour, any, any highlights, any memories, any on stage, sharing a stage with them, them sharing a stage with you, any antics, any into tour pranks?
1: I any- mean dude, that was like one of my favorite club tours that we've done in years. It was so much fun. Us and Atreyu and Ice9 all had singles at radio at the same time. Everyone was so cool. Atreyu is like, dude, those are legit dudes you know what I mean and I mean I think that you'll hear that a lot in the industry just like oh yeah those are good guys it's like you know but I mean those are like great people right you know and uh, they took such good care of us and like day two of the tour Brandon walked into our green room and he's like hey man like you wanna do a song with us and I was like what what you, you, know? you do? what uh, you do? I did that live, love, burn, die breakdown at the end. Oh, yeah. Live, love, burn, die. It was awesome. Black. Yeah, man. It was so much fun. And uh, they were just very, you know, they catered to us in a lot of different ways. And, and um, we're very cool about everything. And we want to tour with them again ASAP, for sure, like in a club setting. Yeah, it
0: was you know, a great build. that I catch you guys at House Blues Anaheim out here that they sold out their home.
1: Bro, on. that was the last show of the tour. Yeah. It was so sick.
0: I was waiting for semantics. I wanted some, you know, whipped cream or tar and feather or something especially. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. In their hometown, I figured someone yeah. would step up and do something. But. Yeah,
1: no, man, it was such a good time. It was good. Was you ever
0: gotten any of that stuff? Have you had ever any tour, crazy end tour prank stuff like
1: that? We stopped pranks like four years into touring because it just got worse and worse and worse. It's like whatever you dish out, someone's gonna dish out like twice as bad. It got to the point where I mean, like, people were putting dead fish under the bunks and vans and like throwing like human feces on a windshield and like running the windshield wipers, and it's like all that kind of stuff, dude. It's just like, yeah, it's so old, bro. And especially like, like we ride in tour buses that we do not own. Like no one owns right. their bus. Everyone right. rents bus and these are like one to 1.5 million to purchase. And right. it's like, dude, don't do anything to it. I filled up, there's this van called Greeley Estates and we filled up their entire RV with like shredded newspaper. <laughs> like while they're on stage and they came out and they opened the doors like it all fell out and they just looked like bummed. They didn't laugh or anything. They were just like, all right, so now I got to clean all this up or whatever. And I think that was the last prank we ever pulled. Like I was just like, all right, time to grow up. Nah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I get that, I get yeah. that. It totally makes sense. Last thing I want to mention too about the uh the new album that, that I thought. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 967 KCal Rocks online at KCalFM.com. Adios.